0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, (laughs) good morning, family, good morning, y'all, what's happening, fam, what is happening, family, good to see you guys, we made it, (laughs) y'all, I hope that prayer yesterday was uh, a blessing to you, if you are here on YouTube, I want to encourage you, join our Discord community, discord.gg slash Discord.gg slash Opus prayer Join our Discord community. It will be a blessing to you. Yesterday, we had our prayer. Um, we're there every day. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we do the Read and Rant. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're doing prayer. Um, so I want to encourage you, join our Discord community. You get to be a part of our prayer team. And plus, you can share prayer requests on the prayer chat. And you will have folks who will pray with you. This is not just about me. This is about a a whole community of people coming together to grow in relationship with one another. So I want to encourage you guys, join our Discord community. Also, prayerfully consider becoming a patron. I know that many of you have mentioned how much of a blessing the Read and Read has been to you all, but there's so much more. And, And the reason why we're able to do this is really because of the generosity of our patrons. Our patrons are amazing. I thank the Lord every day for them because of you. I know some of you are thinking, man, $10 a month is not a big deal. It is a huge deal. I thank the Lord regularly for you because of your support. It's your support that makes this possible. It's the reason why we can do this. It's what keeps us going. So thank you so much for each and every one of you who support us on Patreon. If you're considering supporting us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. Patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. And yeah, so please support us there. Uh, And if you can't, I completely understand. This is why we continue to do this. We're doing this regardless, okay? We're doing this regardless. So join us on Discord. Discord is free, y'all, okay? Join us on Discord. But if the Lord puts on your heart, and some of you may be debating, like, I don't know if I should support. I'm still debating on that. Not sure if I want to do it. Pray on it. Seriously, like if, if the Lord tells you not to support, That's perfectly fine. We are going to continue to push, okay? And we love and we're happy that you're here, all right? We're glad to have you here. So even if you can't support, continue to journey with us because I want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And if we can be a part in that and to help you and to journey with you, Hey, we're here, y'all, okay? We're here regardless. So, uh, But if the Lord puts on your heart, just pray on it. If the Lord puts on your heart to give, um, patreon.com slash Isaac Freire. You get to start with $10. I know some people do more than that, but I'm just encouraged by those of you who give, even if, even if it's $10. It's a big deal, okay? So thank you so much for your support. Um, of course, we're back here on YouTube, y'all. You're going to start seeing more of our read and rants. Uh, On YouTube, if you've noticed that as well, it's something that we're going to commit to doing now. We're going to be changing our rhythm a little bit. So uh, we're we're finishing up acts today. Y'all, I'm so excited about that. We're going to finish acts today. I believe we're in acts 27. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. So we're in. No, we're in 26. We're in 26. Y'all. So join us for Acts 26, and we're gonna we're gonna finish it up. We're gonna finish. We're gonna be 26, 27, 28 today. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm so excited because uh, this marks a new season for us in our Discord community, in the Opus Frere community, and so I'm excited about it. Um, I'm gonna be sharing more about that on Friday. So I'll be coming live on friday probably gonna answer some questions i'd love to hear some thoughts from you guys as well so something else that's something that we also want to do is to hear from you guys as well um just you know again just to get ideas for what you would like to see on the platform but i've got some ideas as well i look forward to sharing that with you guys on friday so anyway uh but for now we are gonna get into the word this is what we do when we read the word we read the word in a posture to receive from God. So today I want you to ask three questions. The first question you're going to ask is God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? That's your first question. The second question that you're going to ask is God, what are you revealing concerning people? And then the third question that you're going to ask is God, what are you revealing concerning me? God, what are you revealing concerning me? That's what we want to do today. We're going to pray. We're going to get right into it. And then we'll see where the text takes us today. All right, let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, as we engage with your word today, Father, we pray that you would engage with us. Lord, bless us today, Lord. As we close out this book, Lord, this powerful book, Father, this powerful testimony, Lord, of uh, your church and And Father, I just pray that this would encourage us, that it would inspire us. I pray, Lord, that you would um, lead us to really discover something new in us, in our heart, in our soul. Though we don't know what's going to happen, Lord, we're just trusting you with this moment. And so bless us today. We say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go, fam. Let's get right to it. Uh, We're in Acts chapter 26, and I'll read verse 1, and then we're going to... I'm going to dig right in, y'all. Let's do it. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things which I'm accused by the Jews, especially because you are an expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, all the Jews know. They knew me from the list. If you were willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and I'm judged for the hope and promise made by God to our fathers. To this promise, our 12 tribes earnestly serving God night and day hope to attain. For this hope's sake, King Agrippa, Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? (laughs) Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison. Having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. While thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, At midday, O king, along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when they had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which you have yet, which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the regions of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting of repentance. For these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand witnessing both to small and great, seeing no other things than those which the prophet and Moses said would come, that the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead, and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Now, as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. For the king before whom I speak freely knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention. Since this thing was not done in a corner, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am, except for these chains. When he had said these things, the king stood up as well as the governor and Bernice and those who sat with them. And when they had gone aside, they talked among themselves. This man is doing nothing deserving of death or chains. Then Agrippa said to Festus, this man might have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Oh, chapter 20 27 and when it was decided that he should sail to italy they delivered paul and some other prisoners to one named julius a centurion of the augustan regiment so entering the ship of adramitium we put to sea we put to seas meaning to sail along the coast of asia aristarchus a Macedonius of thessalonica was with us And the next day we landed at Sidon and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him liberty to go to his friends and receive care. When we had put to sea from there, we sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea, which is a, which is off of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city in Lycia. There, the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing to Italy, he put us on board. When we had sailed slowly many days and arrived with difficulty off Snidus, the wind not permitting us to proceed, we sailed over the shelter of Crete, off of Salmon, passing it with difficulty. We came to a place called Fair Havens near a city of Lysaia. Now, when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, opening toward the southwest and northwest in winter there. When the south wind blew soft softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close to Crete. But not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called Aeroclidum. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, We let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Claudia, we secured the skiff with difficulty. When they had taken it on board, they used cables and to undergird the ship, and fearing lest they should run against the citrus sands. They struck sail and and so driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. But after a long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of of the God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. Indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men. For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Now, the 14th night had come, we were driven up down the Adriatic sea. About midnight, the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land and they took soundings and found it to be 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little farther, they took soundings again and found it to be 15 fathoms. Then, fearing lest we should run aground the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stems and prayed for day to come. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, when they had let down the skiff into the sea under the pretense of putting out anchors from the prow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the skiff and let it off, let it fall off. And as day was about to dawn, Paul implored them all to take food, saying, Today is the 14th day. You have waited and continued without food and eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment. For this is your survival, since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. Hmm. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. When he had broken it, he began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. And in all, we were 276 persons on the ship. So when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. When it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they observed a day with a beach, i oh, sorry, a bay with a beach, onto which they planned to run the ship if possible. So they let go of the anchors and left them in the sea. Meanwhile, loosing the rubber ropes, and they hoisted the mainsail to the wind and made for shore. But a striking place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground and the the prow struck fast and remained immovable. But the stern was being broken up by the violence of the waves and the soldiers' plans, and the soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners lest any of them should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wanting to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that those who could swim could jump overboard first and get to land and rest some of the boards and some on parts, some on boards and some on parts of the ship. And so it was that they escaped safely to land. Twenty-eight. Now, when they had escaped, then they found out that the island was called Malta and the natives showed us unusual kindness for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the, because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold, when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt, this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped from the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up and suddenly fall dead. But after they had looked for a long time, they saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said that he was a God. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and dysentery. Paul went went into him and prayed, and he laid hands on him and he healed him. When this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. They also honored us in many ways, and and when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. After three months, we sailed in an Alexandrian ship whose figurehead was the twin brothers, which had wintered the island. Landing at Syracuse, we stayed there three days. From there, we circled round and reached Regium. After one day, the south wind blew, and the next day we came to Patilioli, where we found brethren, and were invited to stay with them seven days. And so we went toward Rome, and from there, when the brethren heard about us, they came to meet us, as far from Appi Forum, and three inns. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. And when we came to Rome, a centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard. But Paul was permitted to dwell by himself with a soldier who guarded him. And it came to pass after three days that Paul called the leaders of the Jews together. When they had come together, he said to them, Men and brethren, though I have done nothing against our people or the custom of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hand of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, wanted me to let them go, because there was no cause for putting me to death. When the Jews spoke against it, it was compelled, but I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, not that I had anything of which to accuse my nation. For this reason, therefore, I've called you to see you and speak with you, because for the hope of Israel, I am bound with this chain. Then they said to him, we neither receive letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any brethren who came reported or spoken any evil of you. But we desire to hear from you that you think, sorry, what you think. For concerning this sect, we know that it is spoken against everywhere. So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken and some disbelieved, but when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul and said one word, Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah, the prophet to our father saying, go to this people and say, hearing, you will hear and shall not understand. And seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of the people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. So that I should heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. And they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed in a great dispute among them and had a great dispute among themselves. Then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching things which concerned the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. Congratulations, y'all. If you've been with us. This has always been the vision. This has always been the goal: is to read through the entire Bible. Now we had already read through uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. We hadn't recorded them, and so after we went through uh, Romans, Ephesians, and then all the way through the New Testament, and then we went around to read through Genesis all the way to Malachi. I figured, you know what? Let's finish this. Let's record. The gospels again because we didn't record it before we were just going live and let's record acts and so now we've got the entire scripture and we're closing through one of my favorite books in the bible i love the book of acts and part of the reason why i love the book of acts is because i love the church i have a passion for the church i love the church i love everything about the church i love what the church is, I love what the church can do. And I truly believe this, that the church is God's plan A and his only plan. God doesn't have a plan B for the world. The church is his plan for the world. And so as God is doing a work in the world to transform the world, God is calling the church. And so it only makes sense to read on the birth of the church and to learn about how God empowered by his spirit, the least likely of people to do some incredible things. And boy, did God do some incredible things. I mean, just reading through the book of Acts and reading all the stories, there's just some incredible stuff. Our reading today, as you notice, closes really with a powerful, I mean, the book of Acts closes with this powerful reminder, right? The quote in the prophets, particularly in in Isaiah, where in verse 26, He says, go to this people and say, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and shall not perceive. For the hearts of the people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. So that I should heal them. (sighs) Remember that this is a letter that Luke is writing to Theophilus. And of course he's giving all this detailed, uh, he's chronicling with with meticulous detail, the, the stories about the birth of the church and all evidence of what God is doing, all evidence of the power of God, all evidence that the church is not just another cultural movement, but that it's a supernatural movement. He's, he's chronicling the power that, of the Holy Spirit on these normal people to do extraordinary things. But then he closes this letter reminding him, because the whole point of this is, notice, at the end, the anticlimax. He said, in the end, the Jews heard, but they didn't understand. The Jews saw, but didn't perceive the Jews hearts have grown dull. This is Paul. Paul finds himself arrested, exiled. Probably won't live much longer for the sake of the gospel by who? The Pharisees, the Jews. The ones whose ears hear but don't understand, the ones whose eyes see but do not perceive. And so this is the anticlimax. This is the point. This is where he's getting to is, is that the gospel was first for Jerusalem, then to the ends of the earth. But it feels like, and it seems like, the ends of the earth seem to be receiving the gospel, whereas the ones who are in Jerusalem are rejecting it. And so in verse 28, he says, therefore, let it be known that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles and they will hear it. They will hear it. That's Paul's closing words. Like this is man, this is Paul's mic drop. His mic drop when he is in house arrest. And he spends two years from that point on, it says, it closes, says, Paul spent two years in this rented house in Rome, preaching the kingdom of God, teaching the things concerning Jesus, and they let him do that freely. Rome let him do that freely. So what he couldn't do in Jerusalem, he could do freely in Rome, but in chains, freely in Rome, but under watch. So what he could proclaim in Rome and teach in detail and make disciples, he did it with the people who would receive it. But those who the gospel was first for, who Jesus first came for, they're the ones who are rejecting it because of the debilitating power of religion. Religion will keep you away from Jesus. Religion will get you so all caught up in your rituals, in your rites, in your sex, in your ideologies, in your, in your theologies, that you will get so caught up in it that you miss Jesus. They were so caught up in it that they missed Jesus, even in the hope of the resurrection there, they can find the hope in Jesus, in the resurrection of Jesus. And even then they rejected it. So fixated on religion and their way that they lost it, lost it. And so Paul finds himself bound on a journey to Rome and to close with this is a sobering reminder of how powerful religion is and how debilitating religion can be. Religion can get in the way of the gospel. And for many religion got in the way culture got in the way, but for the Gentiles, they were ready to hear it. The gospel was started first for the Jews is going to be readily received by the Gentiles. This is how Luke closes his letter to Theophilus, but I'm just going to leave you with one quick thought, one quick thought with a little bit of time that I have here. Paul, who's been defending himself, and we were here on Monday when we were reading this, but Paul was defending himself, defending his message, defending the gospel, defending the law, defending how he has not broken the law. He's like, well, I don't know where they're getting this from, but I'm not, I have not broken any law. Please tell me what law I've broken. And so he's been arrested. He's been locked up. And remember what we read, that God told him to take courage. To be encouraged, right? To be encouraged because this type of oppression, opposition, accusation would bring him to Rome. And of course, when Paul thinks of Rome, he thinks of Caesar. Paul gives him one thing, but then Paul appeals to Caesar. I'm going to go to the pinnacle. I'm going to, man, I'm going to, I'm going straight to the leader. That's where I want to go. Anyway, we talked about how the opposition gets you to where God's calling you to be. Often the opposition is just God aligning you and ordering your steps towards where he's calling you to be and what he's calling you to do. But notice at this point, Paul has a word from God and Paul has a conviction. And so Paul then says, uh, where is it? In, In chapter 27, verse 24, Paul receives a word in verse 24. Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar and indeed God has granted you all who sail, all those who sail with you. Paul is going, setting sail on a voyage to Rome. And in that voyage to Rome, Paul sends a warning, a word from God. Yo, it's about to be a rough trip. It's about to be a long trip. It's about to be a rough trip. And boy, was it long. And boy, was it rough. But in verse 24, Paul gets this word again, reiterating, promise in his heart that you must be brought before Caesar. Paul's like, I got to get there. And therefore, regardless of what I'm going through today, I'm going to get through it to get to where God is calling me to. Some of us, if God is giving us a promise about where we're getting to, then we have to believe that we will get through what it is that we're going through today. Part of the reason why some of us have a diff- have difficulty enduring those difficult seasons, and th- yes, it's hard. Yes, it's painful. Yes, we want it to be over. But some of us, we break in those seasons because we're not focused on where God is taking us to. He's taking us to his glory. He's taking us to a higher calling. He's taking us to a greater purpose. And maybe some of us have some clarity like the, what where God is taking me to next It requires me to go through what I'm going through. And for some of us, we don't see the purpose in the pain, which makes it hard for us to persevere in the pain. But I want to encourage you, family, persevere, your perseverance in the pain will come in your clarity on the purpose of your pain. So seek the purpose, the glory of God. Believe in the promise of God. And it's in this hope that you will have the strength to endure what it is that you're going through. If you're going to get to what God is calling you to, you're going to have to go through what God is calling you to go through. Paul is going to go through it, but he has a confidence that God is sending him to Rome to stand before Caesar. One thing that I find interesting is that Paul goes before Agrippa right before this and he presents his case and Agrippa hears his case and Agrippa says, and this is my point today. And after that, I'm done. Agrippa says, well, this seems to make sense. Yeah, what Paul is saying makes sense. He's defended himself. Well, if Paul didn't make an appeal to go to Caesar, I would just let him go right now. If Paul didn't make an appeal based off of a promise that he got from God, I would just let him go right now. But now he's choosing to to go the hard way. He's choosing to go on this difficult voyage. We just read this voyage almost killed him, almost killed everybody. Um, the other prisoners who were with him. This this voyage had him get bit by a snake. This man was living on a on an island for for months. He this man has gone through it, y'all. He's taking the hard way. The way to Rome is hard. The way to Rome is the hard way, fam. And yet he's been privy to the easy way. The easy way is I'm just not guilty. They find out that I'm clear. I can go back to doing what I was doing before. I can go back to Jerusalem. Or I can go back to Ephesus. I could do what I was doing before. Of course, there's some risk there. I mean, the folks don't want him dead, but hey, at least he would have been free. Some would argue that the easy way is to let King Agrippa let you go and then go about the rest of your life. You know, preach the gospel, do whatever you want to do. That's the easy way. But what if I told you that the way to where God is calling you to go is not going to be easy. Where God is calling you to is going to be hard. It might take longer. It might come with pain. It might come with strife. It's going to come with some unfair moments. It's going to come with some painful moments. It's going to come with some moments that just don't even make sense. It's going to feel like it took longer for you to get there family, when it's where God wants you to go, you choose the hard way. If it's where God wants you to go, choose the hard route. If it's what God wants you to do, do it. Even if it takes longer, even if it's harder in a day and age where people choose the easy way and they choose the easy route and they choose the short place, they choose the path of least resistance. In a day and age where people want instant gratification, where everything is microwave, where everything is just quick, boom, 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 in and out, where people don't work for it, fam, what God calls you to is a crock pot anointing. It takes time. It takes work. And some of you feel like folks are way ahead of you, not realizing they're just flashes in the pan. When God calls you to something, he calls you to a thing that might be harder, could take longer. The road to God's anointed calling may be longer. But fam, you walk it with confidence. You go on that road with confidence. You go on that journey with confidence to go, I'm not on the world's time. I'm on God's time. Paul could have just been done, but no, Paul's going the long way because the long way gets him to Rome. The long way gets him to where the gospel needs to go. The long way gets him to where the Gentiles will hear the message of God. The long way gets him to where those would come to his house and he would write letters. The long way is the way that leads to Colossians. That's where he wrote it. The long way is the way that leads to Philippians. That's where he wrote it. The long way is the way that leads to Ephesians. We were just doing Bible study on it, but that's the long way. And for some of us, we're trying to get to the short way, but maybe God's called us on the long way because the long way is where our legacy is. The long way is where our destiny is. And yes, it's hard. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it looks like you're behind, but fam, it's where God's calling you to. So today... Choose the long way. Choose the long way and let God do what he does with it. Let's pray. Heavenly father. We thank you as we uh, we'll close out our time here, father. I just, well, thank you for getting us through this book and thank you for encouraging us today. Lord, teach us to be patient, to have confidence, even when we have a choice. Lord, teach us to choose the long way. Teach us to choose the hard way. Father, bless those who are here. Let them them have confidence, Lord, in what you've called them to. And Father, thank you for this journey you've had us on. And Lord, we thank you for where this journey is going to take us next. And we say that in Jesus' name, amen. Fam, join our Discord community, discord.gg slash That's where you're going to get updates on what's going on next. Um, we'll be on on Friday. It'll be a live session. I'm still debating on like the format of it. So I'll keep you posted on Discord. I'll let you know. But please join our Discord community. That's where you're going to get updated. That's where you're going to hear about what we're doing next. It's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be great. And also, uh, da, 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 da. oh, yes, and Patreon, Please prayerfully consider joining our Patreon community, especially as we're making this shift. Uh, We need your help. We need your support. And so we look forward to partnering together to get this message out and to continue to grow and propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. I look forward to seeing you guys. And we have, of course, a prayer tomorrow. So join us for prayer on Discord. And uh, I'll see you guys on Friday. God bless you guys.